Welcome to Imagine Yourself. We're your hosts, Lene and Sandy, and we've got a big question. Has this past year made you reassess where you want to go in your life, in your career, with your family, with your priorities? Are you wondering what's next for me? How can I open some new doors to some new things and make some new impact? We've invited Heather Wolfson, CEO of Maven Coaching and Consulting, to join us because she is a lead strategist with nearly 20 years of senior level leadership, strategy development, and coaching experience. So she is used to all of these kinds of questions, and she has a passion for supporting those who want to make a sustained impact. So we want to thank you, Heather, for helping us open the doors to the next chapter of our lives. Welcome, Heather Wilson. Thank you both so much for having me. I have been looking forward to this for some time now. And we are so glad you're here. At a time like this, when people are reassessing things, and like Lene was saying, kind of resorting their priorities, it can be extremely overwhelming, though. So my first question would be, how do we deal with that overwhelming feeling and get our thoughts together on it, and then take the action steps? First, I want to start with the premise that we are all leaders. I do a lot of work with people who are in business, but I actually look at leadership in all parts of our lives. Leadership within a family unit, leadership within work, leadership within your community. So we have opportunities for impact at a multitude of different levels. And the first question I ask, and I I have this roadmap that I'm gonna share with all of you now, and then we can kind of dissect it all. First of all, you gotta know your why. Why do you wanna do this? What's gonna get you out of bed in the morning? What is your purpose? Yeah. And I think it starts a lot with the second piece, which is being curious with yourself and the world around you. The world has changed dramatically in the last year. What impact do you want to have? Then it's about taking some risks. We don't know what we don't know. And we're not going to know until we dip that toe in the water and explore. And taking those risks, testing our assumptions, maybe that opportunity wasn't the right one for me. Or maybe I didn't ask the right question right now, but that's okay. I'm going to learn from that and ask a more powerful question the next time. The important thing here also, as we think about coming out of a period of time that we've been facing as a global society and the impact we might want to have, or I like to use the word legacy we might want to have, is showing a bit of discipline, knowing our boundaries, knowing what we can do, what we have the capacity to do without taxing ourselves too much, because we still need to show some grace and compassion to ourselves. And I think the most important piece, this last piece that I'll offer is about presence. How do we want to show up? What can we do for the other? What can we do for ourselves? So I would say, as we're thinking about our conversation today, I would root us in these areas to really understand like our why and how we're going to do that. I love all of that. You mentioned risk and a lot of people have been forced to take risks this past year of, or you know, in different phases, there've been different things in our lives and in, in this country and in our world that have forced us to take risks. But especially now, a lot of people are thinking, I may as well do what I wanna do now, right? <laughs> this has really taught us, don't take it for granted the time that we have. So I like the fact that you say to take risks, but also to give ourselves a little grace in that too. And the why element, that is just really something that we have to be careful that we don't get caught up 
in what society is telling us to do, that we're really doing what we are purposed and meant and built to do and what we're good at and what we'll like. I love the way you said that what will help us get out of bed in the morning. You mentioned a lot of things here. First, I want to go back to risk. Risk for some people is hard because we as human beings, we are programmed to protect ourselves. We are programmed to keep things safe. And the one thing that we have noticed in the last year is that things can change really quickly and we can be as prepared and measured and calculated. And then the rug gets pulled out from beneath us. Yeah. And we go through a bit of like a crisis. We start asking ourselves, who am I? I don't know what you experienced, but I experienced being a business owner and having my routine to all of a sudden having everybody live under this one roof and never leaving. Right? <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> and it was both beautiful and challenging. And we were taking risks every day. What's going to work? What's going to work for my business? What's going to work for the kids' education? What's going to work for my husband? How do we function in this way? Let's remember that risk-taking, sometimes we're thrown into it and sometimes we have to initiate it. And if we take risk, we learn from it. It's a growth opportunity. It shouldn't be a negative in our lives. It's certainly an opportunity to, what I like to say is fail forward, fail quickly, learn from it. We are human beings who need to constantly be learning. So that's what I want to say about risk. In terms of the roadmap, the why is the essential question. And it's a a loaded question, too. First of all, do you have a formula to figure out your why if it's not abundantly clear to you? Some people are like, yeah, I know what it is, totally. But other people are like, I'm not sure. There is no perfect formula. But what I would encourage listeners to do is try on different hats. If communal service is something that you believe in and you think that might be your why, go do it. Go see how that feels. Does that fill your bucket? Helping those in need, we all can claim that helping those in need is really important. But can you do this every day? Is that something important to you to wake up and go and do and do that kind of act of service? If not, is there something else that fills you up? For me, it starts with our core values. Before we even know the why, 100%, what are your core values? Can you name for me what your five core values are. And I'll say some of our values you might be thinking right now is like community is a core value of mine. Integrity is a core value. Respect. Then I would challenge you to say, how do those core values manifest in my life? What does that look like? Then we'll start getting closer to our why and then you can test it. Never had anyone ever asked me to reflect upon my core values Maybe when I was a little girl, maybe, you know, like, you know, in a form of that. But everything you're saying is even kind of making me think that there are lots of things from earlier in our lives that we may have been exposed to that we don't use anymore. The reason I bring this up is my daughter is in college. And, you know, when you're in college, you are definitely taking time to figure out your why, figure out your path and your purpose and your career. And she has spent so many hours shadowing people in the career path, even the volunteer path that she's interested in. And when you said kind of go do it, 
it made me think at the very least, if you have any network or any family member or someone who can help you where you would be able to take a look at the day in the life of what you're really interested in doing to see if that's for you or not. I want to ask you this too, from my personal life, I have three different big avenues that I'm trying to move forward in. Of course, Imagine Yourself podcast, working with Sandy, we are trying to help make it the best source of someone to come to for self-improvement for finding these next chapters, right? But also I do motivational speaking, which is sort of a form of that as well. And then writing, I write for for TV uh, and scripts and things like that. And I want to just make sure, is there a way for me to kind of push forward on all three of these goals without getting myself overwhelmed? And this would apply to other people who are kind of going for multiple things at once without getting overwhelmed. Is it being overwhelmed or is it about understanding the purpose? And are these actually connected in some way that we just haven't discovered yet? Because you're driving down these pathways. So I'd ask you, what is the motivation behind your script writing and your speaking and the podcast work? Are you trying to send a message? I'm making a big assumption here, but are you trying to share some bigger message through these different avenues? (laughs) Yes, (laughs) absolutely. The overall message, and maybe this would be to the core value thing that you said, as far as making sure that people have access to viewing things on television, listening to things on podcasts and seeing people in person live that reflects an upward positive moment. There's so many scandalous, ratchet, terrible things out there. (laughs) And we just try our best to make sure that you get to see the balance and the other side of it also. So that's the purpose. So yes, I guess that ties it all together and maybe makes it worthwhile. I think that's the kind of thing that you're getting at for people to really get deep inside themselves and figure out, huh? I think we all navigate a number of different pathways. Career, we might have five different avenues that we decide to go down and family and how we give service. But if you go all the way back to the very beginning and you ask yourself, what am I here to do? Why do I do what I do? Then you start to see all of these beautiful pieces come together. Now, you might be asking, though, well, what happens if I can't figure out how these pieces come together? Yes. Then, (laughs) then I say, well, then we've got to do some deeper exploration. And that's where you do, you provide coaching, one-on-one coaching, leadership strategies, things like that for people who need that extra lift, that extra deep dive, right? Absolutely. And my philosophy is actually that y'all have the answers. People that I work with have the answers. It's about how can I help hold the mirror and point out where there might be some blind spots or opportunity for different thinking because the answers are held within us. We just have to unlock for ourselves. And sometimes you just need a little bit of help. How do we open this and explore this a little bit more to understand ourselves a little bit more? Last year has made people ask themselves, what am I doing? You're right, taking a step back and questioning things. So Heather, have you seen a lot of people trying to do that reinvention with your coaching business? Is it more that than maybe it was before? I think people are asking themselves a lot of questions. And I've seen an increase in people wanting to do the deeper work. I have some assumptions as to why. One, because we've actually had the pause that we need to ask ourselves these bigger questions. 
myself included. I felt like I was on a hamster wheel. <laughs> yeah. And then things stopped. I've never spent so much time sitting on my family's couch or at our dining room table than what I did over the last year. I lost track, but we had more dinners at our table over the course of the pandemic than we had in since I started having children. Wow. Consistently. Homemade meals, all of us together at the table. And the conversations that come from that and the understandings that come from that. So this pause that, have, that has happened has sparked something within people to do further exploration and to ask these bigger questions of themselves. I've seen a number of people who are saying, wait, I think I chose a career path that wasn't for me. Or my kids are now out of the house. I'm an empty nester. What am I going to do? I still feel young. I have a lot of life ahead of me and I want to do something. So yes, it's because we've had this pause, this kind of global reset. Yeah, me too. I um, On and off through my adulthood, I've been in radio probably more times than not. And then I've always had my voiceover business. And I do a lot of different freelance for different television and radio, stuff like that. But just as far as on the daily radio, that ended, I think, for the last time for me. I mean, I could be wrong. Something could come up. I never say never. But working for a corporation, and I worked for a good one, and I worked for a good manager, and I, you know, it's just the radio station changed formats. And I'm thinking, do I really want to go through all that again? Because it's a lot of pressure now being in broadcasting because you have, you know, all the social media to keep up with and it's way beyond just going in and doing your radio shift anymore. And it's great and I enjoy all that too, but it's really taxing. So I guess I'm doing a bit of a reset too. Now I can't figure out, like Lene figured out how all of hers tied together. I really, I just use my voice, right? So a couple of things that you said here. First, I want to say that you exploring this broadcasting piece and do I want to go back into it or not? Is, was this my last time? As we explore the world, as we continue to learn from our lived experiences, we understand also what our non-negotiables are, what sounded fun and exciting and different and a risk I wanted to take 20 years ago might not be the case now. I'm in a different phase and stage of my life. And that is so okay. I don't want to be all over social media. Fine. There will be other avenues and other pathways to take. I'll share a personal story and then I'll get to CND. How do we connect the pieces for you? Early, early in my career, I figured, okay, I'm going to put my head down 10 to 15 years. I'm going to learn everything and I'm going to cruise. I'm going to know what I need to know. I'm going to do what I need to do because my perception when I was a young post-college grad living in Los Angeles, the world was my oyster. I would learn it. And then, you know, these executives that I had met along the way, I would be that and it would just be easy peasy. <laughs> and the reality is, is that we all go through these growth moments, these high moments, these low moments. And that we never get to a point of just status quo. We constantly are challenging ourselves and trying to figure out like, how far can we push ourselves? Or in this part of my life, I need to slow down because it's too much. What do I need to do? And it's all about stages and phases of our life. And that naive 21-year-old out of college has now realized that 
life is a growing journey. What we cared about then 20 years ago is different than what we care about now, right? Yeah. So Sandy, when we think about using your voice, what do you use your voice for? Well, the podcast for one, to be positive, obviously, I kind of share that with Lene. I, and I do that on social media a lot too. And I actually do like being on social media. It's just, it's a different level when you're talking about you're doing it for a living. So with social media and the podcast, it's the whole positivity, positive pontificator is one of my little hashtags. But for my voice, I mean, I do voiceovers for commercials, for phone systems, for tutorials, for whoever. I do get to work with some pretty cool people. Detroit Public Television, the uh, PBS station here, I do a lot for them. I've got the uh, Smooth Jazz Network on the radio and Escapes TV, which plays relaxing video. And the whole theme there, I guess, we're talking about is kind of relaxing. But that's not all I do is to help people relax. I'm using my voice to help people sell things too, right? Which is okay. So I think there's a number of different pieces here. Sandy, think about the audience that hears your voice. When they hear your voice, what do you want them to say? That they can relate. Um, whatever I'm saying sounds good. On the radio, it was always about making an emotional connection. I want them to feel like I'm their friend. I might not even know them, but yeah. So I guess that maybe. It seems to me that you use your voice and you understand what your purpose is in using your voice. It's about messages. It's about making people feel something. Yeah. You want to relate to people, right? Mm -hmm. So you have different pathways, be it selling something, using it for this podcast, on social media. You're, again, using your voice for some sort of an impact. You understand that end connection. So it might seem a little foggy sometimes when we're living it and doing it day to day, wrote. When we step back and say, Think about the thousands of people that hear your voice every day. You might be that one comforting voice that people need to hear in their darkest moment. And then your voice comes on the radio and it's like, oh, Sandy, you're speaking to me. So pull that back and you say, okay, so what are your values, Sandy? So we kind of reverse engineered this, but <laughs> what are your values? Well, you one of them is definitely, I want people to feel included. I want people to be lifted up. I don't want them to feel alone, I guess. So there you are. There you there have you it. This is beautiful. This, <laughs> this is what we're talking about, Heather. To be fair, we talked about social media. We found you on Instagram and just fell in love with your advice and the ways that you presented this kind of self-introspection that you're giving. I feel like this is an example of what a coaching session could look like for someone who's trying to kind of re-emphasize what it is that they are doing and what they like about what they're doing, what they don't like about what they're doing. Like you said, those non-negotiables, I think that there's a word that you used in one of your posts, and there was even a quote too, which we have to tell everybody, go ahead right now, please follow Heather, at Heather underscore Wolfson, W-O-L-F-S-O-N, because there's one that you mentioned about vision, and it was a quote by Rosabeth Moss Cantor said, a vision is not just a picture of what could be. It is an appeal to our better selves and a call to become something more. And then in the caption, you mentioned that a vision is a roadmap that holds our values, our dreams, our hopes, our purpose for the future. And it's a directional 
that enables us to see ourselves in the future. Can our vision really be that all-encompassing and important and valuable? Is it that big of a deal to really take time to focus on our vision for ourselves? All businesses, maybe that's too grand, most businesses have a vision (laughs) and mission statement. And really strong businesses, businesses who know what they do and how they do it, live and breathe by their vision and mission. Now, does the mission change from time to time? Does the vision change from time to time because the world changes, the needs change? Of course. But you have to have some North Star. So my question is, why shouldn't individuals have their own mission and vision statement? And actually take time to reflect upon it, right? To actually take a minute to feel it and dig into it, right? Right. And another part of my business, which is consulting work for organizations, we talk often about we build a roadmap, we build a strategic plan for three to five years, we assess it along the way, we adapt it three to five years later for the next three to five years. We're constantly learning and growing and changing. That's what we need to do for ourselves. And I think coaching is one avenue, one way to do that, which is to say, here's a goal that I have. Here's a vision that I have for myself. How do I get there? Let's build the plan. A coach can hold you accountable. A friend can hold you accountable. You take a risk, you assess, did that work? Did that feel right? Did I actually do what I said I was going to do? What held me back? We test again and we keep going and we learn. So it might not be the you know 20 page document that we type out and put on a shelf and pull out every six months with people, but this is life. And again, we should be living towards that greater purpose. I talk a lot about it as being our legacy. What is the legacy we want to be want to leave behind? What do we want to be known for? And therefore, we need to have that vision and we need to know how we're going to get there. And you have a special offer going on right now too to kind of help people with that. I have a step into leadership session that I am offering to folks, to listeners. It's a 60-minute session where we can do a quick deep dive. You come with either an idea of your next step or something you want to explore. And we kind of do a crash course together over 60 minutes, similar to what I even did with Sandy. So that's offer number one, which please, you can uh, sign up through my Instagram profile. I have a link there. I also know that as the world begins to reopen in the coming months, there are a lot of people who are questioning what McKinsey has coined the next normal is going to look like. So over the next several weeks, I'm going to be going live with some of my colleagues to have some of these bigger conversations. I'll be offering a free webinar that will be called Here I Am, Reset and Refocus for Summer. And then later this summer, right before Labor Day, when we believe most people will be returning to work or to some sense of the next normal, I'll be offering a three-part webinar series for folks to do some group coaching and thinking about our intentions for the future. And you have info on your website too, or just your Instagram? Instagram right now, most of the free offerings will be taking place there, but please follow me on Instagram because I will be making announcements there over the coming weeks. Then it'll be up on the website. And we will link to both your Instagram and your website at imagineyourselfpodcast.com. And then it'll be in the episode notes as well, if you just want to click over. And as we were preparing for this podcast, Heather, and thinking about reinvention and all of that, I took a look at some people who have reinvented after 50. 
And I was not aware that Julia Child, famous chef from back in the day, she wrote her first cookbook at 50 years old. And Roy Kroc, uh, Ray Kroc, I'm sorry, bought McDonald's when he was in his early 50s. And he is credited for making Mickey D's what we or how we know it today. So a lot of folks doing things in later life. These are just only a few of the ones that I found. Yes, we can have an impact. Okay, we might not be Julia Child writing a cookbook and being on TV, but we can have an impact on our community. We can, can have an impact in our family. We can shift careers and explore something new. We can go back to school, get a new degree. Nothing should hold us back. I think the biggest factor in holding us back is our own inner critic. Yeah, We should yeah. be somewhere. And what I hear a lot when I'm working with folks is I should do this. I should do that. And my favorite saying is just stop shooting on yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because another thing too, that again, back to that part about taking a look at what it is that you're interested in doing, whether you shadow someone who does it or speak with someone who does it, even with yours, you have a webinar coming up. People can watch webinars and get more information and more knowledge, or they can get a certification for something new that adds on to what they're currently doing. There's just a world of opportunity that we can do, and we can take it in big steps or small steps. It doesn't matter. It kind of depends on what your goals are. And if you're relatively happy where you are, then you can still add to your knowledge base. But if you're unhappy where you are, it just seems like now is a great time to make changes. Something else that came to mind, Sandy, when you were saying as far as the people who kind of had these next chapters when they were 50 and up, everybody's been talking about the ability to pivot lately. And there's this kind of cool documentary called The Last Blockbuster. Oh, I and saw that. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's on Netflix of all things. But it talks about how in 2004, there were about 9,000 Blockbuster stores and like over 60,000 employees. But the world was beginning to make a shift. And it seemed like Blockbuster didn't quite get that memo. And they could have bought Netflix back in 2000 for $50 million. And they balked at the idea of it. They didn't think they needed it. And sure enough, now Netflix is making this documentary <laughs> about uh, you know, kind of the rise and fall of Blockbuster. And so some of us too may be listening to this podcast and thinking, I can kind of see where the end of my own personal movie is heading. And I want to be proactive and make sure that I don't end up like Blockbuster, <laughs> you know, that I end up making a change now, making a pivot now that will impact my life, my future, my career, my family and get some new skills, get some new opportunities, get some new networks. And with the pandemic, LinkedIn and social media and all these different ways to get access to people that you didn't have before and you don't necessarily have to live in the same state has been amazing and profound and helpful. And I encourage people to really take advantage of that in a good way. Lene, we have information at our fingertips. Yeah. I say this. Um, Le Google, right? Google. Is, <laughs> nice. Or as my grandma right? said, goggle. <laughs> goggle, whatever. Goggle. You type in a function. Now you have to be savvy enough to know what's right, like what's real and what might not be real. 
but there's so much information. There's so much learning that we can do. There's opportunities literally at our fingertips to make connections with people we otherwise wouldn't feel comfortable to or have access to. Zoom has transformed the way education happens, the way we do business. I jokingly say, I feel like I was an early adopter of Zoom because I used to work with a global team many years ago. So Zoom was the way we did our business. And then the pandemic hits and we're teaching our kids over Zoom, we're building businesses over Zoom and so, so much more. So I'm all about just being informed, learning and being informed, watching the trends. The notion of a pivot is huge right now because we've all pivoted literally on a dime. Yes. So just being aware and thinking critically also about what does this now mean? And being open. I don't like change personally. Uh, Me being Lene, don't like change. I like things to just go the same way, you know, have that familiarity. But I have also learned to be willing to be open to change. Sometimes it's good change. Sometimes it's not so good. But the good thing about change is it can change again. (laughs) So it doesn't have to stay bad or negative. You don't have to stay in the rut. The rut can be temporary. Just remember that we like to keep ourselves safe. That's how we were hardwired. It's in our brain. We like that. And sometimes too much change can really throw us for a loop, but we can take little bites, little steps. Like I said, dipping that toe in the water, proving to ourselves, oh, this isn't so bad. Yeah. The same way that who would have known that we would have been walking around with smartphones and doing our <laughs> banking through our smartphones. Right. Never. Right? And I was a late adopter on the direct deposit through the camera situation until I was banking with a bank who wasn't local. And I was like, how am I going to deposit my checks? Well, the pandemic made me do it because I didn't want to go touch the ATM. I was a late adopter (laughs) and depositing with my smartphone too. But it's so easy. The app makes it so easy. It's like, why wasn't I doing this before? Well, because we were afraid. Yeah. We were afraid. But how are they really going to get my money? (laughs) Yes. <laughs> is this really going to work? That check needs to make its way to the bank into the teller's hands or into the ATM machine, right? <laughs> so we see change happening. And I think part of it is that the change is happening much, much more quickly than it ever has. So we're adapting. It's an exercise in flexibility and adaptability right now. And reimagining. That's another popular word lately, reimagining. There's so much good stuff. I just want everybody to please really consider if this is something that you need in your life where you need the one-on-one coaching leadership strategies with Heather Wolfson. She's again at at Heather underscore Wolfson. That's for Instagram. And then her website is mavencoachingandconsulting.com. We always have this section called our takeaway time where we really focus on what we want our listeners to take away from this whole experience, this whole episode Of course, they can take away, you know, make sure that you want to be a Netflix and not a blockbuster, (laughs) you know, keep your ears and eyes and mind open to new things. But I want to hear what would you give as your takeaway on this episode, Heather? Okay, I'm going to say a few things. One is identify your values. What are your core values? How do they show up in the world around you? Number two, try to identify your why from there. What is your purpose? If that's murky, work with someone, either a coach, a friend, a family member, 
explore, test the water, get super curious around that. And then I would say three, be willing to take a little bit of risk, be flexible, be adaptable, but take a little risk and learn from those risks. And then that would all lead to, I would say the biggest takeaway, which is create a vision for yourself. Yeah, that's powerful right there. Very much. And And you can take baby steps too. I mean, you don't have to quit your day job to do these little explorations and information seeking. So don't worry about that part. Just be open to it, right? Be open, be expansive, ask questions, ask questions of people around you, ask questions of the internet, (laughs) use it, understand what's going on, just get curious. And then you can make informed decisions from there. Yeah. Because in the end, it's all going to lead to what you mentioned before, leaving your legacy, what you want to have left behind as your impact, as your contribution to your family, your community, the next generation, everything. I love it. We thank you, Heather. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for giving us some wisdom and some new ways of looking at things, too, because that's part of it also. Well, thank you to the two of you for using your voices and having an impact on listeners Uh, bring positivity into the world. And it is clear that you both have deep values and a purpose. So thanks for bringing me on today. Thank you. Thanks for all your help. And I know you're going to help a lot of our listeners too. We may not be bringing sexy back, but we're bringing positivity back. (laughs) A little sexy too. (laughs) But no, doesn't hurt. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's just all take a moment to actually visualize and realize and sit and just imagine yourself going new places, doing new things, opening new doors to new opportunities and having a new level of impact and vision and purpose unfolding for you in all the areas of your life. Thank you for joining us and imagine yourself. So glad you took the time to listen. Hope that was helpful for you. Hope you will follow us on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts and take a moment if you can to subscribe to our blog You can also learn a little bit more about some of the other things that we do that you may have heard about in the episode. If you are in need of a motivational speaker or want to find out about Lene's TV writing or some of the voiceovers and radio and audio production that I've done, maybe there's something I could do to help you or your company. That information is on there as well. And of course, we would love to have more information on you as part of our Imagine Yourself podcast family. So love for you to hook up with us on any of our social media platforms or at imagineyourselfpodcast.com.